Hey y'all, this is Corella. I wanted to do a quick trigger warning for this podcast. We do talk about body image and some bullying through siblings, but I wanted to give you all a heads up as to the content of this episode. I hope you enjoy it and make sure you give it a rating at the end. See ya. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to Doing the Most podcast with Corella. It's your girl, Corella. I am her. She is me. I am she. It's Corella. I have a special guest with me for this episode. It's very special. It is my older sister. I say older because I have another sister who's the oldest. Okay. So she's my older sister, Dee Dee. Dee Dee. Hello, what's up? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so look, we have one mic, and so we're like ghetto fabulous here. Ghetto superstar. You remember that song? That, that is, is what, what you, you are. are. Yes, thank you. That is what we are right now, because we literally have one mic and two people. So, sorry. But all I need is one mic. Isn't that a song, too? Uh, Should we just all do- I need is one no, it's not Mike, but she says, all I need is one shot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> we have one mic, and that's what's going to happen. So we don't care what happens. That's what you're going to hear. And what you hear is what's... Look, we do this in one take. We don't stop. We don't redo. It's, it's what happens. What happens? YOLO. What does YOLO mean? You only live once. <laughs> I really had to think. I was afraid she didn't know what that meant because she's in her 30s. She's in like her mid 30s. So I wasn't sure she knew what that meant. So we looked at each other for a a random second. We literally were like, come on, girl, you know what this means. It means what? I'm hip with it. I got this. She is hip. She taught me everything I almost know. Okay. No, I didn't. So on this episode, because my sister's here, that's why I decided to have her on here, I wanted to talk about families and siblings and how we grew up. Because I feel like a lot of us grew up with the same experiences. We had to have. We're all in that like millennial, gen, X, I don't know what the older generation is. Millennial, gen, X, gen, whatever thing. Like that's what we grew up in. And we all have the same experiences. So I wanted to talk about those because they're so funny. And we a lot of people can't relate anymore because now it's a... No, it's not baby boomers. Did he just said baby <laughs> baby boomers? Our mom is a baby boomer. Okay. Generation, generation Z? No, I think Gen Z is like, X. what's now? Gen Z is like the, the savage little kids now who are like yelling at people in the street. Then what was in between? I think it's X. X or Y. X, Y, Z. Uh, so her husband, Jake, is Google staring at us, <laughs> and he's going to go and Google it for us. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. So me and Dee Dee are four years apart. So we're pretty close in age, but not super close in age. For example, when she was graduating high school, I was in like the eighth grade. Okay. So we have like similar experiences, but not the same experience. And the one thing that I think is funny um, when it comes to to older siblings is how our parents, (laughs) how our parents treat us differently. 
I mean, don't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? 1,000%. Yes. Our parents treat us differently. Oh, wait, wait. Jake has come back with an answer. What is the answer? Why? Why? Who's Generation Y, though? Generation Y are kids from 1980 to 1994. Millennials. So we're all millennials, all Gen Y. Okay, okay. Millennial? So, yeah, you're a millennial. Duh. My world has been wrong. Why? Why Why is your world wrong? Because I feel like the idea of a millennial does not compute with what I understand. Because when I think of millennials, I think of iPods. And <laughs> the, you know, like I thought I was cool when I had an iPod Nano. And that is like nothing. Apparently there's something called an iPod video. That existed in Never one knew. point? Never knew. What is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> okay, but the thing is that it's so funny she says that because like she's like the older generation of millennial. You're 32? I, I think so. See, that's another thing. After a certain point, you don't really remember how old you are. <laughs> okay, the bitch is 32. And <laughs> she's trying to pretend like she doesn't know. Like, then she knows. Know. And yes. so she's yes. 32. I just did the math. She's an older millennial, and the fact that she didn't know she was a millennial means that she was um, tainted by all the boomers who call millennials just, like, younger people who, like, make them mad. And in her mind, millennials are just younger people who make her mad. Or there needs to be another group because there is a big difference between... There, there is a big difference between what? Well, for instance, me and Josh... Okay, but Josh isn't understand. a millennial. He's not a millennial. All, he was 1995. He's almost a millennial. He's on the cusp, but he is... When Josh... We'll let Josh speak for himself <laughs> when he gets on the podcast. Because <laughs> Josh is a little strange. <laughs> but that's the thing. There is this difference between millennials, because technically I'm a millennial, and I think both of my sisters are millennials, but my oldest sister is eight years older than me. So that's why we're doing this episode so we can talk about our experiences as they happen to each of us at different times. The first one being our parents. Look, parents lie straight to our fucking face when they say, I don't have favorites because that's a lie. They do have a favorite and they treated us all differently. And that, that treatment has even happened in our older lives. As adults, <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> it's the same. Our so we have we're technically we have one parent these days because our father passed away in twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Thank you. Twenty seventeen. So our dad died in twenty seventeen. So now we just have our mom. So only our mom is treating us bad. <laughs> so we only get it half of some other people who have both parents treating them bad. Um, and I say she treats us bad. She loves us, of course, but she treats us all very differently. But that treatment hasn't stopped or started as we've gotten older. It's always been this way. And it started when we were younger. And I have very vivid memories of my sisters getting treated differently than me. Um, and also the shit they said to me as a younger kid, which is so heinous that I think I need to put like a trigger warning <laughs> I need to put a trigger warning for like body image and um, maybe like mental health distress because it was just like normal childhood bullying. And, you know, I don't know, but like kids don't get bullied like we used to. Like it's just not the same anymore. But so the things that are like normal these days are very much so something that we 
said all the time. Yes. Yes. All the time. Yes. And it was normal. It was very normal. It was, you know, when we were growing up, like even using the R word was <gasps> yes. something that was just around. Like that was just the trendy thing to do. Yes. And we're not saying that that's okay. We're not saying that at all, but we're just saying like, it's a different time and age, right? Definitely. Cause obviously I didn't even say it now. I just said the R word. So yeah. it is like literally not okay. We're not going to fucking say it. So you can't <laughs> cancel us for that. Cause we didn't say it. <laughs> if you don't know what the R word is, Google it. And if you're not, if you're afraid to Google it, ask someone else. <laughs> Cause do your own fucking research. Who was born in the eighties. They know exactly what the word they're talking about is because they said it. And now they feel immense guilt about saying yes, it. Yes. Cause it's awful. It's an awful word to say. I can't believe we called each other that word. I'm so, I'm glad that it's canceled. I don't like cancel culture, but I'm glad that Miss R Word got canceled because she has no room in society. <laughs> For real. None. <laughs> so a big, like, let's just talk about where we were born. Okay. So we were born. Well, we. We. Yes. Me and you. Were born overseas. Yes. So you know that song, um, um, born in the USA. I always feel like such a fraud when I sing that song on 4th of July. Because it's not us. We were not born in the USA. We were absolutely not born in the USA. Where were we born? We were born in Germany. Yes. The beautiful country with the tarnished past <laughs> and the people who just sound angry all the time. Yes. Germany. Yes. Which we love. We love. Dearly. Dearly. Because we can relate. Yes. <laughs> because not only do we sound angry all the time in our English, you know, we speak English, we don't speak German, but I feel like sometimes we do have like a tarnished past. Most definitely. Yes. Our family at least. We'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Didi were born in... Um, me and Didi. Didi and I were born in <laughs> Germany. I'm an English teacher. Didi and I were born in Germany and our dad was in the military and our mom was our mom. And <laughs> she was a therapist. Yes, she was a drug and alcohol counselor. Yes. That will come into co that will come into play later on. Yes. <laughs> and so we were born a in therapist mother. <laughs> yes. We were born in Germany and we thought that was like the coolest shit ever. And I'm not kidding you. We were not in Germany that long. Like, our oldest sister was in Germany the longest, and she's the one who, like, doesn't talk about it as much as we do. Like, I will tell everyone I was born in Germany, and I was, yeah, I lived in Germany for, like, two years. <laughs> and yeah, and Felicia was born in Arizona, <laughs> but she lived in Germany for probably, like, seven or eight years. Yes. And she gives literally no shits. <laughs> about the fact that she was born there. She does not care that she was not born there. She does not care that she literally had like her most formative years there. She doesn't talk about it. But like me and Didi, who lived there a whole like maybe four years, were like, we're born in Germany. Yeah, I think um, I was probably almost five when we moved. And it still just sits with me. It's okay, just pop that. Pop I'm, I'm popping a tab. Did, but did you tell people in Arkansas, like, that you were, like, from Germany? Like, you know what I mean? Did you ever say that? Well, no. I really, I did some. But it was, like, I'm 
came from Georgia by way of Germany, but my dad's in the military, so I'm an American. Period. It was the strangest thing. It was like this big backstory. We, I feel like we had to have this backstory to tell people like how we were American or how we even came here because everyone always asked like, where are you from? And we were so confused because even we didn't know where we were freaking from. Like, where were we from? We didn't know. We, and being in a foreign country, but being around Americans meant that we didn't understand that we were from somewhere different. When we got to the U.S., it was just more people who kind of sound like us. We understand what they were saying, but they weren't like us. Yeah. And it was strange. And they would ask us where we were from, and we didn't sound like them because we moved to the South, Georgia, and then Arkansas. Oh, God. Hello. Yeah. Southern mm-hmm. cities. <laughs> and so people just immediately instill to this day, as a 30-something-year-old woman, ask me, where am I from? Because I don't sound like I'm from the South. Like, that's supposed to be a thing. Just because I live in the South, apparently I'm supposed to sound <laughs> like I'm from the South. I don't know. <laughs> so, funny story about our accent. We have notoriously never had an accent. Like, we've just... We are both born in Europe, of course, and then our dad is from Arkansas, our mom is from Missouri. So, technically, you would think that we would just have some kind of Southern accent, but our mom is, like, such a... I don't even know the word to describe her as... Even though she was from Missouri, and to this day she says like pecan, like what the fuck? <laughs> An Italian? Yes, what Italian. She says Italian. But when we grew up, as we were here in Arkansas, we would cling to this like Arkansan, this like Pine Bluffian Southern accent, and our mom would correct us so fast. I remember one time I came home and I said, "Mom, I got all wet or something like that, like some country version of wet," and she goes, "You got what?" And she. <laughs> She was offended. Yes. She was literally offended. My mother, our mother, is probably one of the most proper Southern women you would ever meet. You have to enunciate your words. Speak plainly. Yes. Use syllables the way they are supposed to be. I and E are different. I'll say it again. I and E are different. Pin and pen. Two different words. And if you didn't go by what she said, she would call you out like... Even if you were literally like six years old, she would call you out and say how ignorant you sounded. And as a six-year-old, you you can't comprehend what it means when your mom is telling you that you sound ignorant, like a stupid Southern person, and you're like, wit. <laughs> literally, wit. Literally, wit. Because she would be like, you sound so stupid. And then we would, so we've always had this like accent of no accent. I remember... When I was in college, I had my freshman year roommate, and a lot of people I knew were from, like, Minnesota, okay? And Minnesotans are known for having this, like, accent. And because I was a girl with no accent, because my mom would literally call my shit out if I sounded any type of Southern, I went to school and came back, and I had, like, this Minnesota accent because I was too afraid to have a Southern accent, or my mom would yell at me. And that's just, like, the truth of the matter. Like, she would yell at us. Which is very strange for someone who was born in southeast Missouri. Southeast Missouri. (laughs) It's not like she was born in Europe. She wasn't, like, some European bitch and was, like, don't sound Southern. She was, like, from Missouri and told us, like, you can't sound Southern. And I think that was mostly 
something to do with her. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Childhood. Maybe just with sounding literate. I have no idea. But I know I will forever sound smarter than I actually am because of her. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Literally, thanks, Mom. I sound so much smarter than I actually am. That is such a good... That is actually... I think that should be like the name of like my podcast, actually. Instead of doing the most with Corella, it's I sound smarter than I actually am with Corella. Indubitably. Yes, indubitably. And it comes in handy um, because I'm a teacher and I teach in like a small town in Arkansas and I don't sound how they sound. I think they make, they really do think like, oh, she's smart. Miss Cole Smart is smart. And in reality, like, you know, I'm not that much smarter than y'all. Yeah, true. And, <laughs> no, I mean, you're super <laughs> smart. <laughs> okay, bitch. <laughs> just the sounding smarter than we actually are. But I will preface this with, our mom is really, really, really smart. Like, she's really fucking smart. She was getting her master's. Before she got knocked up, she was married, disclaimer, before she got knocked up with our older sister, she was getting her master's and, um, and doing, um, therapy for drug and alcohol in a foreign country. So she is like legitimate and she put those kind of ideals on us to be smart and be, to hold ourselves a certain way, to be sophisticated as much as you can be, you know, being southern ratchet because we are not fancy i'm no i'm gonna let y'all know now that it is nothing fancy about us at all um we grew up in arkansas in a double wide right most definitely yes five acres double wide i mean just living the best lives that we can being trailer rich, it was great. We didn't know any different. We had lived in all kinds of places, being military. Um, before that, we lived in three-level houses, two different kinds. And before that, we lived in apartments on a military base. It was just somewhere to live. The idea and the notion of where we lived was something to look down on really didn't happen until, I guess, we became part of society. I don't know. Maybe we were on the outskirts and we were just living in this weird, ignorant life of just this bubble of who we were. And then whenever we got here, it was like, oh, there's people above and below you and this and that. And it was just something foreign to us because all we knew were each other. That was it. Yes. We are like that close-knit family um, that we were just always raised like with our family, with our siblings, and that's all we ever knew was each other. Dee Dee said it so right. We, we were like trailer rich. We didn't think – when we moved to Arkansas, we didn't think that we were lesser than or poor because we were in our double line on five acres. We thought we were just like that's where we lived. And it really did hit me especially – me, I just, like, personally, because I don't know about, like, what my sisters felt, because I always thought, like, my sisters were so popular because they were, like, so skinny. Like, my oldest sister, she's, like, eight years older than me and four years older than Dee Dee. She was, like, a size, like, zero or a size two, and then Dee Dee was, like, a double zero. Like, what the fuck? Are those even real sizes? Yes, they are. And then my fat ass is over here, and I'm, like, I don't know. I'm like 10 years old and wearing like a women's size 10. (laughs) There's no, there's not a problem with that. Um, And, you know, I had like my normal like sibling bullying, which 
I look back on now and I think it's so hilarious because it's just like my sister is like talking shit to me. I remember one time, I vividly remember my oldest sister, Felicia, and she's not here to like respond or defend herself. So she might say like, I'm lying. <laughs> but she told me, she, she literally goes, look at me and look at Dee Dee and look at us. We're like the same. We're like the same size. And then look at you. And she goes, are we really the same at that point? Are we the same? Maybe you're, maybe you're adopted and you're not really one of us. And I thought for a second, like, maybe she's right. Because <laughs> I, I really don't look anything like them. Like, I have big shoulders and a big back. I gotta, I'm a big back bitch. And I was like, so maybe it's true. Dee Dee, I will say. Not because she's literally looking at me in the face and she's like, don't say bad shit about me. You but can say whatever, it's fine. She never said shit about me whenever I was a kid, about my body or nothing. All that she would tell me, like, I just remember she would never drive me to school. <laughs> when she had a car, she would never drive me to school and I would always have to take the bus. That's the only thing I remember that made me the maddest. <laughs> you would take so long. <laughs> For anything. I was not waiting. So she she's saying I'm popular or I was popular. That's a lie. That's a farce. I was in band. <laughs> I was at ROTC and um, I was in AP classes, which meant from like eighth grade to um, being a senior. I literally was in class with the same people, seeing the same faces, and they were also in band. Okay, but you're pretty. I was a broomstick with melons for boobs because I was skinny with a C cup and huge boobs. That's not pretty. I look back at pictures and it literally looks like stick arms <laughs> and melons for boobs. And it is the most caricature looking person. I needed at least 10 more pounds, at least like looking back, I didn't care about weight. I didn't think about weight. That wasn't something that was on my mind. I just lived my life because again, I was in band. <laughs> what did you play? What did you play, though? I played the clarinet. <laughs> you know what? I was in band, too. You know what? I played the motherfucking trombone. Okay? <laughs> like, I was in, like, SpongeBob band. Like, bop, 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 bop. Um, but that's a choice. You chose to be a trombone. I didn't know that it was, like, uncool. <laughs> it's because... So you can't see her, but she has, like, the fattest, juiciest lips. <laughs> and so when she was, you know, you go into band and you try out, you play all these little things. And so the band director was like, you have fat lips. Here's your mouthpiece. And then they looked at me and was like, you have no lips. Here's a reed and some plastic. And let's hope you make a noise. <laughs> so, y'all, the fact of the matter is... We're black. We're like half black and we consider ourselves black. Okay. We don't care for all you black people out there that think like we're not black. We consider ourselves black. So yes, while I do have the fattest and juiciest lips of them all, my other siblings have like decent lips. Dee does have small lips. They're not like tiny small, but they're small. However, if you look at all of our children, okay, my sisters all have like the blackest kids that we could have with white people, except for my brother, because he had he had children with like black women, the most beautiful black women and the most beautiful black children. Gorgeous. India is goals. Beautiful. India is so beautiful. And then like Tina has like the skin 
I just, it's like the clearest skin I've ever seen. Like they literally, Tina needs to be in like a, like a, a skin commercial for like, you know, look at my skin. This is what I use. Like that's Tina. And India needs to be on like a Sephora. Uh, anything commercial, really. <laughs> she can literally do anything. She's a bad, like, well, you know that, that, um, uh, oh God, what's that song? Bad bitch contest. You went first. It's like two chains in Kanye West. Oh, I can't believe I said Kanye West's name. <laughs> I take it back. It's a two chain song with another guy. And I think it's called birthday song. But when I think of like India, I think of like bad bitch contest. And you went first yes. place because she's a fucking cop. Okay. She is pretty. She is smart. She went to police academy. She wants to be in the FBI. What the fuck? And she's prettier than me. Like, what the hell? Literally, her eyebrows are on fleek all the time. And one time she asked me to borrow clothes, and I was like, what? You want to borrow clothes from me? Like, that was, like, the biggest compliment I've ever had in my life, because she's, like, the prettiest bitch on earth. And she bought a brand new car. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you are an adult and you know credit and you know cars, she bought a brand new Toyota. And she's building a house with Josh, our brother. And I know you don't know our brother, but if you knew our brother, you'd be like, oh, damn. Wow. He's lucky. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk shit about Joshua because he may or may not be listening. He said he I listened. love you. I love you, Josh. He I said he listened you. to the first episode. I don't know if he actually did, but. You know you got to catch two, dog. So if you're listening, Josh, if you're listening, you know just as well as I do. You are one lucky dog, literally. And you can look at India, and she's going to be like, yes, and nodding her head. And you can be like, no, they don't know you. And then we're going to look and be like, yes, that is fucking true. And then you're going to try to be in denial. But guess what? It's true. It's so fucking true. But we digress. We are digressing so hard. What we are on here to talk about. Is siblings. But siblings. I mean, I guess, yeah, we are talking shit about siblings. But our, I don't know, our siblings are, like, what make us. I think we weren't, there was a time when me and Dee Dee, like, weren't friends and we weren't close. And it's funny because I had, I'm I'm part of a Facebook group. I'm part of lots of Facebook groups. I'm, like, one of those people that are just, like, I have Facebook communities where I just, like, talk to people. Dee Dee doesn't have a Facebook, so she didn't know what I'm talking about. Um, but there was a question that was, like, do you and your siblings fight? And I really thought about it. And I was, like, well, you know what? Nowadays, we don't fight, but before, when we were all probably like three to four years younger, we did fight a lot. And Dee Dee and I fought quite a bit. Yeah. 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 We, her husband, she goes, yup. <laughs> if that's not a loyal ass, <laughs> like, man, I don't know what it is. Because he was like, yup. He said it real fast. As and, he's walking by with his beer and staying out of it. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, it's not in support of me. Like, my husband's, like, gone asleep. He's been asleep. <laughs> he's a sleepy-ass dude. But Didi and I, so Didi and I have this very complex relationship because we are four years apart. And Josh and I are, like, three years apart, so we're a lot closer in age and we understand each other. So it's not that tough. For us to get, but Dee Dee and I are four years apart, and four years is, it's a pretty big jump, I feel like, especially when it comes to women in their lives. What do you think? So, 
it's a it's a jump in the idea of mentality. Mm-hmm. But if you know Corella and you know me, you know she literally looks like she's my older sister. And so even though we are four years apart and I am the older sister, I have vivid memories of walking around and people asking me what my older sister's name is. And I'm like, she's 12. Leave her the hell alone. <laughs> we have this weird relationship where we, I've always looked older and she's um, always been older. And so we have this like, it's almost like we compete on the same level, which isn't normal for siblings who are four years apart. Um, that's why I think her and my older sister get along really well. And me and my older sister get along really well. Our older sister, um, Felicia is four years older than Dee, So she's like 36 and she's like eight years older than me. And then 12 years older than Josh. And it helps that she literally wanted nothing to do with any of us. <laughs> nothing to do with us. She like didn't care a shit, like didn't give one shit what we all did. Yeah. For um, lack of a better word, she was the only child long enough to realize in her mind, she should have been the only child. Yeah. She, yes, she had nothing. She didn't want any siblings and she like treated us that way for a while, but now she loves us and we love her. Like we really do. And we love her kids, especially her kids. We love her kids. But Dee Dee and I have had this like strange relationship where we, we honestly didn't get along and didn't enjoy each other's company until I feel like kind of recently, probably like 2016, 2015. Yeah, I feel like there was a pocket when we were younger that we got along and we hung out. I would braid your hair and we do all this stuff. And then we drifted apart. And then there was another pocket whenever I was like a sophomore and you were finishing up school mm-hmm. when I came home and we got along and we would hang out and stuff. But it was very surface level. Like we didn't really deep dive into anything. And then after that, um, Corella was really coming into herself as a person. Yes. And I was realizing, you know, whenever you're 18 and you think you're an adult and then you turn 24 and you realize you weren't an adult. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was hitting that point and had children and all those fun things at the same time. So there was a lot of stuff um, going on with us. And Aaron, who was the maid of honor, is essentially another sibling as well. Yeah, she embraces like she is like another person I feel like I abused and most definitely. Yes, and like stuck with me. Like she is the Aaron and like my sisters are the real MVPs because they never gave up on me and they never they never like after I did something terrible to them, they never just stopped loving me or accepting me and I think that's like the most important thing about this podcast is that you really do figure out who the people that support you and that love you truly are as you get older with age. Yeah. No matter the kind of person you are, your personality, who you end up being, your likes or dislikes, if someone says they're going to stick by you and they truly stick by you, that's what matters regardless of if you get into a yelling match or you cuss them out or you say mean things to them. At the end of the day, if love is truly there from the pit of your soul, then it's there. It doesn't go away. It doesn't disappear with fads and trends and 
being skinny or fat or ugly or any of these mean words we tell each other because at the end of the day, it's just our way of coping with some type of pain. We love each other and that's what matters. And no matter the shitty stuff we say to each other (laughs) or do to each other, there's love there. And when you find those people, blood related or not, they're family, period. And that's what siblings are. Absolutely. We have been so mean to each other and have said such like shitty stuff to each other that we really do come back together and we, we have like a stronger bond. Now, look, that's not to say that you need to take abuse <laughs> from a good friend or a sibling. Now, you can cut people out of your life if they are abusing you or they're talking to you in a way that is not okay. What we're talking about is growth, right? Yes. Like a growth mindset because I feel like my siblings don't really talk smack to each other and I I feel like I was always the catalyst or I was always like the igniter of these things and it took a lot of growth in me to change to make their relationships better with me, right? Yes, in millennial speak, she was messy. (laughs) (laughs) I was so messy. It is millennial speak. I was messy. I was doing the most, okay? And not in like the way that I want you guys to portray me as, but like doing the most in that I was not nice. And and Aaron can attest to this too. My friend Andre can as well. I was not nice. And I think they would not be friends with me, Andrew and um, Aaron. They would not be friends with me. And I don't think my siblings would continue talking to me if I would have continued on the behavior that I was back then. And, you know, so just someone who is in it but out of it at the same time, like my my best friend Casey, um, she's kind of been around. Me and her became friends when I was a freshman in college, which was a long time ago. I mean, people... How long ago, bitch? Like, for real? 2006. That's not that long ago, Okay. (laughs) Long enough, long enough that the people who are um, this age now who are born in 2006 can cuss me out and, <laughs> and are probably the same size as me. So that's long enough. Um, she has known Corella through a lot of ups and downs because she came into Corella's life at the same time that she was really trying to figure out who she was. And as someone who was on the outside looking in and slowly becoming a part of um, our family really in the long run, because now at this point, like I said, 2006, um, we've known each other for a long time mm-hmm. and she has done nothing but really love and accepted Corella and has watched her grow and has rooted for her and has been sad when she's sad, happy when she's happy. Um, when Corella flips the F out, she's like, what the F is going on? And all of that stuff and has gone through the major roller coasters that she has gone through. And to this day, um, she is right there with it and 100% backs everything that Krilla does. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Didi is like not lying. Like me and Casey is like butt heads. Not because we didn't like each other or that because we like hate each other, but because like we were just at two different stages of each other. She was at the adult stage of me and I was like at the at the adolescent stage of me. And she's right. Stacy is Casey. 
I know. And Stacy. I, I have another friend who's yes, Stacy. Yes, Stacy also. Right there with it. Who has also been there right there. Didi, your friends are like, are my siblings as well. I know. Stacy and Casey, I'm sorry. Your names are so close. And we love and you they, both. Yes, they both have like hated me and loved me at the same time. It's like the saddest thing. But Casey has been there for me like through a lot of this. She has like helped me. A lot through so much of this and she's also like a therapist and like this person who was like had this has this like this psychology background who who understands like where I've come from and like what I've done and and where I've been and then she sees like the growth that I have and she's like the the best ally I could have because she she like came and saw Cooper when he was little like as she was like also changing in her life and I think you can tell a lot by someone who who's going through something major in their own life and they choose to celebrate you first and their and your major like life event rather than their own. And she's like just done that for me and she's amazing and I value her so much. And so it's just like as you know, you have these siblings and it's just a lot. Like we could all relate to to hating our siblings and loving our siblings and having this like the strange dichotomy of like, of like. I think that's really where it comes down to when you can finally say someone is your sibling. When you get to the point where you can hate someone, yeah. even though you love them, mm-hmm. it goes beyond just being a friend. And that's truly where Aaron, for sure. Yes. And Casey. Yes. For sure is. Which shout out to Casey. She's about to get her PhD. She's about to be Dr. Casey. <laughs> yes, bitch. Dr. <laughs> Casey about to tell on your ass. <laughs> Actually, for HIPAA laws, but whatever. <laughs> She'll want to, but she won't because uh, doctor client privilege and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. HIPAA protects us, but if she was on a podcast, she'd be like telling all the all your ass. <laughs> So-and-so is crazy. So-and-so is ratchet. Yes, exactly. So it's just, it's amazing. Um, long story long, it's all about who your family is when you're born, but then who your family becomes when you get older. And the people who stick through, even with all this ratchet stuff. Absolutely. But you got to remember, you can't just be ratchet and and ghetto. And you can't have these unresolved feelings. Like, you have to be able to grow and to mold and to move on, right? Yeah. The basis of Corella, mm-hmm. when she's saying all these things, she's, she's really just kind of going in on herself. And ultimately, no matter what she says... At the bottom of all of that is love. And if you don't have that, then that's something that you have to fix within yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to have that true family that you really want um, until you find that. And if there's a spark, a piece, a drop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if someone who truly is there for you, they're going to see it and they're going to stick through it. You can be the worst person who you think lives on earth. But as long as you have just a piece of love in your eyes someone's going to be there for you. Absolutely. And you have to be willing to to change and to mold, you know. You can't you can't be the the rude person like I was. I was there. I was rude, I was mean, and I was always judgmental. And if I stayed that way and stayed um being that way and not accepting to change into criticism, and to therapy, really. Like, hello, mom. Thank you. But if I couldn't... That's another podcast. Literally, moms. therapist moms. It's like a whole other podcast. But if we, if I couldn't be accept, acceptable to those things, then I wouldn't have these people still standing behind me. Like my sister says, like, you know, 
behind that meanness was love. Of course there was, but unless I was able to change my ways and change my attitude and to change my language to those people. Or even just feel love. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. There was, there's no way to be loving towards people. So you have to remember, look, we've all been there. We've all been there with our siblings. Our siblings are the main people we take our shit out on because they're closest to us and we think that we can be mean to them. And we'll take it Uh because we love you. Yes. But you have to always remember that whatever you're feeling towards yourself or towards other people, if you're being mean or, or, or judging other people about certain things, it's most likely that you feel those ways towards yourself and you have to start with yourself before you can be close or be loving towards someone else. Legit a mirror. That that's really what it comes down to. What you say out in life is truly a reflection about how you feel about yourself. Absolutely. Introspective thinking. Mm-hmm. You have to be. And that's a whole nother thing because that's that's therapy. That's, it is therapy, but that's how we were born raised. and raised. Yeah, that's how we were born Which, and raised. If you want to hear about having a therapist mom... Oh my God, that's literally like a three-hour podcast that we are just not at liberty to discuss. <laughs> and HIPAA violations will like, we literally, people will come for us. And we don't have the money to hire that kind of lawyer. But we can introspect with ourselves. We can, and just how we dealt with that. Yes. So um, if you want to hear about therapy and therapist moms, let Corella know. Let my ass know, because then we will get Mel B on this fucking podcast. <laughs> Mel B will get on here and tell us all the things. Y'all, and she will talk to you like a Karen in the wild. And we've already talked about Karens. And look, I always said we're already descendants from a Karen, because we literally are. So give her time. She yes. is an she is a world worldly person, and she's a boomer at the same time. She has done lots of things, yes. but at the same time, she's still kind of feral. She still an, <laughs> is still an old white lady. Yes, so yes, she is. bless her. She she is up and up on things that were trendy and was like the um, the right way to do things back in the day in 1990 yes like literally like we were talking about this shit and like our feelings and who we were as people and all this like stuff like that's now like very popular back in like the fucking 80s like literally grew up with this she was like using like psychotherapy measures on us as we were kids it's not fair however i have been able to grow as an adult in a healthy way i think it's a healthy way i still go to therapy like, I'm not saying I can do this on my own. Like, I still go to therapy. I think everyone needs therapy. But I've been able to enjoy my marriage with my husband a lot more. I've been able to enjoy my relationship with my siblings a lot more. I'm very close to my sister, I think. Like, we're literally about to have a compound together, which is so fun. Yes, it's great. And I second the whole therapy thing. Yeah. I don't have... Um, a therapist that I pay, that's because your best I, friend is a therapist. Um, <laughs> I have that's a therapist why. that I currently live with, and she's been my therapist since 2008. Um, she yes. does wonders. She has gotten me through lots of things, and um, therapy is for everyone. Everyone. As uh, Shea Coulee said on Drag Race, um, therapy is not for just rich white people, um, it's also for black people. Um, with money (laughs) (laughs) look we're out here we're out here literally like like quoting drag race go to therapy okay you cannot do it on your own that's the bottom line 
You need the people in your life. You need your friends. If your siblings aren't that emotionally abusive and don't change, you need your siblings. I need my siblings. Like, yeah. I feel like I need my siblings. 1,000%. And I'm just happy that I have them. I ha- I'm happy that we have this relationship and that we have this – we have a mom who <laughs> was a psychotherapist. But so far – this podcast, I think, has been really good. This episode, it's we've gotten like a glimpse into our family, into our like sibling life, into how we, as a family, like just counter exist, like coexist with each other. And I think that's really important because a lot of people have siblings that they don't talk to or they 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 don't mesh with. And I feel like we've been through a lot and we still get along. And I I think that's important. It's important to always remember to to look inside yourself. Like that sounds so stupid, but look inside yourself. It's like very Pocahontas, like Walt motherfucking Disney. But for real, you need to look inside yourself into what is wrong and fix those things because it until you do that, you're never going to get along with anyone. And I can attest with Didi, like absolutely. 1000%. Um and just acknowledging mm-hmm. that there is something there. It's hard to take all the steps. Yes. Take one step. Yes. Figure yes. out what it is that could be there. Um, if you don't get along with siblings, try to deep dive into the whys and mm-hmm. the hows and really try to find a common ground. And at the end of the day, sibling stuff is, it's deep. It's it is scary. Deep. It's dark. Yes. Um, and even just on this one little podcast that we've been talking for, I feel like a long time, we just... Barely scratch the surface. Barely scratch the surface. And I will say, we get along, and we have been. If you find that you can't get along or that it's dangerous for you to get along with your siblings, don't engage, right? Don't do it. No. It's not worth it. You cannot change another person, and it's it's not worth your safety to try to change yes. that so- other person. In all of this, we never once tried to make Corella someone who she wasn't. Never. If anything, we were trying to figure out who we were in Corella's lives. Mm-hmm. Even though she needed to find herself, we were okay with finding out who we could be for her in whatever stage she was in. Absolutely. And so at the end of the day, you have to be able to 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 love. I feel like I'm going to... Quote drag race again. If you can love yourself, yourself. how the hell hell are you going to love somebody else? Absolutely. (laughs) If you don't love yourself, how the hell can you love someone else? That's the very, it's like the truth. Like they, yes. And if, if, if your family or your siblings are, are not safe for you to love yourself, then fuck them. Like you can't, if I found out that Didi or, or Felicia or Josh didn't love me for me, and I had to change my entire self for them to like me. That's not good enough. It's not good. That's like not I, okay. I wouldn't change. No. So you, you have to figure out who you are and how your siblings fit into the, your life as the person that you are. Yes. Family is, at the end of the day, there is some blood relation there when it of comes course. down to that. But honestly, it's kind of arbitrary. Mm-hmm. It is really... Um, who and what you are mm-hmm. really defines who your family is going to be. Absolutely. And so if your blood does not love you, does not respect you, and cannot be that person for you, you will find family. You will find love somewhere. And you just have to keep looking. 
I know you're looking at me like I'm I'm not trying to be perfect. Arletha! Arletha Dee Dee is over here like <laughs> dropping motherfucking bobs. Like what? I just want people to understand because we have something that not a lot of people get. Absolutely. We have come from hell and back. Yes, we between have. Between all kinds of things, are just our own personalities. Our sickness with our dad. Our a sickness, whole other yes. Podcast. Not that talk is about li- it now. no. Not gonna talk about now because all been intermingled with all of that is him and his rise and fall. Yes, absolutely. Um, but that's a lot to go through, and we came out of it better and stronger. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, if we didn't, we had people. Yes. And we had people who would love us, and it's all about finding those people, blood yes. or not. Your family is going to be your family, and that's who supports you no matter what. Absolutely. Period. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Look. Oh, 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 okay. We are now, like, we're about to be Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. We're about to be WAP on your ass. Right? So I'm looking at um, different colors for our walls, and one of the colors that I'm looking at is called yellow ochre, and every time I see it, I just want to say yellow ochre. (laughs) (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Look, that's all the time we got for you. This is our sibling version of doing the most. We, me and my sister are doing the most right now with, like, our relationship, and we're, like, bringing it to you full Force. I never told you that this podcast would be um, just like, ha, 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 funny, funny. Is It's got to be some seriousness and some funny to your seriousness. Or what else is it going to be? You got to relate to something. We all have our shit. And this is our shit. And it's, not, shit. Even, it's not even like deep shit. It's like surface level. It's like um, just right on the surface level. Oh, yeah. I can scratch it and there may be something else there. May not be, but it feels good to scratch and oh, scratch and sniff. It is like a a mosquito bite. Wait. You can't help but scratch. ASMR. I just just scratched my arm in the microphone to see if you could hear it. It is ASMR. I didn't want to have like a a wine bottle earlier. It's funny. I know. Anyway, that is all the time we have for you today. Didi, say bye-bye to them. Goodbye, everyone who is listening. It's probably going to be, you know. Ten people. <laughs> it's ten people. That's okay. That's we love okay. y'all. Whoever is listening out there, we love you and appreciate you. And whatever you're going through, there's someone out there for you. You just have to find them. Absolutely. And don't forget, continue doing the most in your everyday life. Because it ain't no fun when you're the one Sorry, doing the least. Oh, it's okay. Bye-bye. See y'all later.